crossed into double digit territory and not only that we are also even more international we are now a multinational organization we picked up a new listener in uh ireland in ireland yeah that wasn't an accident no nah, i don't think so yeah so we so we good now man we done made it to europe we done made it to africa can't tell us nothing. We just got to pick up somebody in Asia, and then we got the whole world on lock. We got the whole world Well, we got South America, too. We got to take care of it. But oh, we, okay. we on our way, We'll get though. to them. Yeah, 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 man. So what's going on, Denny? Dan, you good, man? Yeah, I am good. I am good. Uh, rough sport week, but... Rough life week. Yeah. Rough yeah. Life. Well, for some, very rough yeah, life. Yeah, even, even more rough. Yeah. So, yeah, we coming on off the hills of another um, shooting of a black man by law enforcement officers and uh obviously the sports leagues uh starting with the nba most notably decided not to play they boycotted salute to all of them brothers salute to the WNBA first and foremost though because they were the first ones even though the media is not talking about it to really take a stand mm-hmm. you know we got Maya Moore she's she's helping Helping out with a, a case where she feels like somebody was wrongly convicted, and she's one of the best players in the WNBA, and she hasn't played for two seasons. I mean, they won't even talk about it. That's to me, that's one of the biggest stories, you know, a personal sacrifice that I've seen. So, shout out to her, and shout out to our sisters in the league. Shout out to our brothers who decided to stand up because standing up is very important. Stand for something to fall for anything. So, we're proud of them, and uh, now. You know, we got to move forward. I've seen a lot of talking heads on TV like, oh, man, they don't have a plan. And, you know, they I just they need to have a plan. I'm like, okay, so you got 400 years plus. <laughs> and, and you know, you sent me uh, that shooter. Oh, man, come on. You yeah. saw the video. Yeah, we got to talk about that a little. That, that boy did some damage out there. Wasn't from there. Wasn't from there. His mom drops him off with the AK. Yeah, that's special. And I think she took him back home. Hey, man, I, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, this is the reason why we tell folks all the time, you know, be on guard when you're at these protests because people who appear to be friends, you know, he was with a group of people who claimed to be out there, you know, they were on that, well, no lives matter until black lives matter. It's some white folks. And uh, you turn around and you get ambushed by the people who say that they're your quote-unquote allies. You know, in the words of Dr. John Henry Clark, we have no friends, black people. So he said it a long time ago, probably about time for y'all to wake up and start paying attention. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, little dude went ham out there, killed some folks, injured some folks. And uh, walk right past the people. Oh, oh, man, come on. With an AK dangling around his neck or whatever it was he was Walk holding. right past him. Yeah. Everybody's screaming, up. he just killed this is the craziest thing ever, yeah. So, I was like, man, that video is. I was like, wow. Hey, man, and this, you know, it's important too because now we're talking about something like that, this tragic that is taking place, and I think it takes a record like WAP again and puts it in perspective. Like, what are we really doing out here? This is a really important time for us to get some real things done. Athletes are taking a stance. 
they're trying to come up with some answers the best they can, but it's not really on them because they're inter- they're entertainers, they're athletes, they're right. they're, they're not politicians no. or or political strategists, no. but they're doing the best they can with the platforms that they have. And we appreciate that. And we appreciate that. And, and we gotta and we gotta call a spade a spade. It's just really not time for records like pop. It's so inappropriate right now. It makes no sense. There's like no strip club to go to to enjoy it. There's no like there's like no club to go like it's just no house party. Yeah, you just like and come on, man. Like it makes zero sense right now. And as a community, all of us have to do better and start shutting stuff like that down when it's when it's really not good for us. But that's we're not gonna go in on that. We did that last week, if you don't Actually, the week before last week. So, yeah. uh, if you haven't heard that episode, that is episode eight. No, nine. Nine. That was episode nine. So check that out where we went in on whopping, broke down why it may or may not make sense at all to be making records like that. Maybe now or ever again. Uh, and yeah, so I we got a couple things going on in the headlines. So I think. Episode four we did, the first one was called Fake Number Ones because we were talking about <laughs> the rapists and Nicki Minaj <laughs> and how they inflated all those numbers to get number one. And it turns out that, man, I think we're about to be dealing with this for a while because they ended up popping BTS, the biggest boy band on the planet, fresh out of Korea, doing damage, making records, they and breaking records, and they popped them and disqualified like 4.9 million of their streams that they say were manipulated by fans. So I got and the who, article. And who called them out? Man, that is a very good question. The article I think is going to give us some insights. So let me read this to you. It says, BTS is Dynamite top 12.6 million streams on Spotify on day one, but 4.9 million of them were discounted from its chart. The, the global record industry is increasingly cracking down on fake streams, and that, that's not a lie. They actually shut down five companies in Germany this week. Uh, and it's obviously in the interest of fairness for illegitimate plays purchased via so-called stream farms to be removed from industry charts. Yet, what about when an organized army of fans, well, fanatically listens to a track over and over again in a 24-hour period? Should that count as an illegitimate stream? Or should that count as Ill- illegitimate stream manipulation or not? That's Music Business Worldwide's big question today as we chew over two very different debut 24-hour tallies for Dynamite, the new single by Big Hit Entertainment signed K-pop superstars BTS, which was released on Friday, August 21st. On YouTube, Dynamite is officially an all-time record breaker. YouTube has confirmed that the track... BTS's first fully English language single amassed 101.1 million views on the platform in 24 hours, the biggest day one tally in history. The video also set a new all-time record for the biggest music video premiere in YouTube's history with over 3 million concurrent viewers tuning in when Dynamite dropped on the service. Over Over on Spotify, however, BTS's official day one tally is a little more complicated. BTS's track certainly topped Spotify's global top 50 chart on Friday, marking the first time ever that a Korean act has achieved the feat. According to official Spotify chart figures, Dynamite ranked up 7,778,950 chart-eligible streams in its opening 24 hours, giving it the biggest debut on the service of 2020, ahead of Taylor Swift's Cardigan, which had 7.7 more million, 7.74 million plays. 
But here's where things get a little squiggly. According to typically accurate chart-watching social media accounts, including the widely cited chart data, Dynamite's total unfiltered play count during its first 24 hours on Spotify was actually 12,638,540. And today, a Spotify spokesperson has confirmed to Music Business Worldwide that Dynamite did indeed clock up the biggest first day globally on Spotify in 2020 so far with over 12.6 million streams. So those two things matched up, chart data and what the folks over at Spotify are saying. Obviously, 12.6 million streams, Spotify's official total for Dynamite, and 7.8 million streams, Spotify's chart total for Dynamite, are a fair distance apart. Now, these are two separate sets of data that are coming from Spotify. Their chart data is saying that they had, what we have here, 7.8 million? Right. And they're... I believe the back office data, like that you see when you have a Spotify account as an artist, so you can go in and see your analytics and stuff, is saying 12.6 million. So the article asks, so what's going on? Music Business Worldwide understands that Spotify caps the number of plays each individual can contribute towards its chart within a 24-hour period. I did not know that. So I guess they're capping how much one account can have in, can 24, have in 24 hours. hours. Yeah, so... It says the platform even states in its charts facts that the official figures displayed on ch- on SpotifyCharts.com are generated using a formula that protects against any artificial inflation of chart positions. Well, how do uh, how do you stop? So basically, if it went through a pat a certain you know number high numbers, they say considerably high. They would just shut it off? This is what it's looking like because it says the artificial inflation Spotify is talking about here refers to incidents such as in the 2018 example, the time over 1,000 Spotify logins were claimed to have been distributed by the BTS fan army to boost U.S. streams for their album Love Yourself. Spotify's exact formula on how it filters its streams to discount ineligible chart plays has never been made public, but... The platform's facts add that due to its secret formula, you might notice the data on Spotify's chart differs from other reported stream numbers we share. Example in Spotify for Artists, Spotify Analytics, the the desktop app, and other custom uses reports. So, did BTS's global fan army coordinate online to significantly boost the day one streaming numbers of Dynamite? And if they did, and he did so without without turning to those dodgy paid-for stream farms. Were these streams any less legitimate than your average play on the service? As we said, big question. Adding intrigue to this story are below, are the replies below by Twitter users on Sunday, August 23rd to a prominent BTS fan account, which counts 2.3 million followers. The first image appears to encourage fellow BTS ARMY members to multiply their YouTube streams of Dynamite while ensuring these these plays count towards the platform's chart. The second warns fellow BTS fans that we need to work on our streaming strategies after 
those <laughs> nearly 5 million plays were wiped from Spotify's chart count. Now, in this image, you can't see this because we're, we're you, you know, you're listening, but I'm reading it. It says, if you use, this is like, this is a, like basically a, a flyer that they created and put on the site. And it says, how to stream. It says, if you use multiple devices to stream, never connect them to the same Wi-Fi. Set mobile data on your phone and connect to the Wi-Fi computer or another phone if you stream with two devices connected to the same Wi-Fi. Views are not considered. This is crazy. Okay, so it says the story is not unique to BTS. In fact, the discrepancy between Dynamite figures harks back to the January 18th, 2019 release of Ariana Grande's hit Seven Rings. At the time, her manager, Scooter Braun, tweeted that Seven Rings had been streamed 14.9 million times globally on Spotify during its day of release. This stat was later backed up by Grande's label, Republic Records. As Braun announced the figure, he added in clear reference to Spotify's all-time popularity list that Seven Rings tally was 4 million more than the former record holder, and that is history being made. As Music Business Worldwide reported, Grande's 14.966 million figure was indeed enough to smash the all-time largest official Spotify 24-hour tally held by All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey, which has since upped this record with over 12 million plays on December 24th of last year. That seven rings tally also surpassed the biggest official one-day track debut of all time on Spotify since claimed by Justin Bieber and Ed Sheeran with I Don't Care, which had 10.977 million plays. Isn't Justin Bieber his client, too? Oh, man, you starting to connect the dots already. Smart guys in here, man. And Mm. yet, according to Spotify's tally on its own charts, in chart eligible terms, Seven Rings was actually streamed 8.5 million times on Friday. Not the 14 that Mr. Braun claimed. If Scooter Braun's number is to be trusted, and trusted we do, this is Music Business Worldwide talking, seeing as it was likely obtained from Grande's own Spotify analytics account, some 6.4 million day one plays of Grande's track were erased by Spotify for its chart on the basis, remember, of a formula that protects against any artificial inflation of chart positions. Welcome to the new music business. So they just took it. Took it. So what? What you gonna do about it? This is all bad. I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't. I don't even know where to begin with that. Like, that's like you sold a bunch of records. And because somebody, they caught somebody bootlegging, they took all your sales. That's a lot of money. It's <laughs> a lot of money. It's almost like half. Dude, you took five million streams from me? Just because you said they, because your other formula that you won't share with the world, like they have, they should have to make that formula public. Oh, for sure, for sure, and I'm sure somebody's going to be shooting at it now. I mean, I'm trying to figure out. I'm wondering what now Scooter that, did about it because I'm like they just, they just, they just popped you for five mil, bro. If the only way you letting that ride is, is is if you knew that you had something exactly. to do with it and you knew exactly. that five mil wasn't legit. You, you didn't want to go down that rabbit hole. Come on, man, got to use it again. This is a guy who who. Shamed Troy Carter publicly for not paying him the money that he owed him. So I know that you don't have a problem calling a PR rep and making us think about something. So if five million streams got taken from you, 
you ain't really the type of dude to just be like, oh, okay, no problem. No. So but, why didn't you make did. it? Yeah, why didn't but you make no a problem. big issue? Kept it going. Oh, man, we probably asked some questions. We got to stop asking. Nah, no, we got to keep asking that question. <laughs> wow. And you know, it's bad on both sides, right? You, the cheating is bad, and we have suspicions of that all the time. Yeah. Because it's just, you know, it's set up for that. And my thought is, if you're at Spotify, if you don't, and I'm not saying they do or don't, but mm-hmm. if they don't, they could pick and choose who they really want to police. This is true. You know, they mentioned the Taylor Swift. She was just a million off. But I didn't hear you taking off nothing from from her side. Yeah, you know? this, is, this is true. So it's like, oh, the Mariah thing, you know. And, you know, the Mariah song. They probably like, come on, man. Who's going to who's gonna fake streams on All I Want Is You for Christmas? Right, right, right. And I'm almost on that page. It's yeah, like, I get that. Know, it's I like, because it's been around for a while. And she's been killing it at Christmas for a long time. So, she got good know, credit when it comes right, to that. Right, right, right. So she get good credit. But some of the others where, like we're saying, you know, a hit that's really huge, and we talk about it all the time, you hear it in the streets. Yeah. Even if you're not even liking that style of music, you're going to hear that. Can't get away from somewhere. It. When you're number one. And, you know, you can't have a quiet number one, not doing, you know, like you were saying with the WAP. 20, what did you say, 80 million? No, that was when it first, yeah, that was the last time. I mean, I'm sure it's surpassed that. But, yeah, but I'm just saying it was like the first week. Yeah, something crazy like that, yeah. Yeah, so I wonder what the Spotify number was. We can always check. Oh, <laughs> man, I ain't got my computer, man. I told you I'm going. And I wonder if they police that already, you know? Yeah. Do they police everything after a certain mark? Is that what they're saying? If you do 12 million in 24-hour period, you know, do we put the flag up on you? So, I mean, I feel like that's what it's got to be. Now, BTS looks like they got popped because they, they had definitely on their website got popped. <laughs> Like, come on, man. You like if if I'm BTS, even if I don't run the account that's 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 teaching everybody how to do the fake stream, I like, bro, don't name it something else. Don't call it BTS Army. They know that it's they, they know it's me. <laughs> like send it in a DM or something, bro. Like told them exactly what to do. You know, if you do it this way, that's wrong. Yeah. You want extra space. Make sure you get Make off the sure. Wi-Fi and check come on, man. God. You messing it up for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> this like somebody who's a bank robber posting pictures on IG of like dope equipment to cut holes in walls with and de- how to deprogram alarms. Like, d- come on, man. Like, what are you doing, what day, bro? What day the money's in the safe, right? That's crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you know, they get, they get, uh, they don't get a pass either. But it's bad. Like I said, that's weird on both sides. How are you going to? Say if it doesn't pass, you know, because you know they don't want they don't want to pay the money, right? So you're policing what comes through the pipeline if you see fit, pretty much. Like, oh no, that's impossible. And I'm okay if you really protecting the field, but that sounds like it should be a third party. It shouldn't be Spotify. By the way, WAP has amassed 40 million streams in the last seven days. So, yeah. World's going to hell for sure. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So, so you know what I'm saying? It's like they shouldn't be able to police it themselves. They, it's got to be a third party. I agree because it's yeah, it's like the police investigating themselves, right? Right. Like, 
and oh, we we're not gonna tell you what we use to yeah, investigate right. and what what we just, we just aren't these aren't good and we're gonna give you these. Yeah, we're not telling you what the criteria is for the investigation. You right. know, we just telling you that it flags something in our system and therefore five million dollars come back. Well, that's very convenient when you're the one who has to pay the money out. Exactly. Oh, I don't owe you five million worth of streams. That like, hold on, man. Right. Something going wrong. Right. If you were a record right. label, you'd be in court right now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and we don't know if they're not. Unless, <laughs> maybe you did catch somebody. <laughs> maybe that person's well, like, hey. What's the bad side is BTS did get pop. So they got pop, but I'm still wondering now that we brought it up because I didn't make the connection at first. And you were like, hey, he manages both of them, right? And I'm like, yeah, he does. Oh, yeah, just to be written in a host of others. And we know that this guy is not the kind of guy to hold his tongue. So if they took five mil from you, you'd be the first one squawking about something. But you ain't saying nothing, though. Or are you? No, because I think, I think a lot of those artists fed the system. I mean, hey. Didn't even six nine talk about it? What he about what? You know, feeding the system. Like, hey, I'm gonna manifest, manufacture twenty million streams when I need to. Yeah, him and um and Nikki's idiots definitely did it together. Like, yeah, but you remember he talked about it before. Like, tried to spell it out how you do it. Well, the first person that I saw whose fans did it, it was Bieber. Yeah, his fans were the first ones that were like, "Here's how you do this," and right. and it was on Twitter and on IG. Like, this was a bro. This was a thing because I remember I was talking to Khan, who we work with, about it, and I was like, "Yo, they just told the world how everything works. That's the cr- like, bro. You you're not supposed to do that. Right? They just laid the whole thing out. They were like, "Here's how you get a VPN, so you can throw off." The system, and you don't get flat. I mean, they and had the real talking, blueprint. And you're talking mega rich stars, which is which you is know, what like kind of pissed us of off even and more. Everything else, they could keep feeding it. Like I, I can stay on top of the mountain because, and you, you won't check, you won't police me because I am that big of an artist. Uh, man, my thing is, so I win big every time. They'll so, never lose. But why does why does Justin Bieber, being that big of an artist, have have to do that? That's ridiculous, man. No, but I think I think reality was hitting them really quick with some of these kids or something, and they didn't want to take the risk, and so they feed the system. And I think they think if they feed the system, which makes sense to me now, if you feed the system as a management firm or publicity firm or marketing firm, you know, company, and then you you feed the system like that, then you bring in the act that really needs it. You know. You know exactly what it's going to do. You know how much it's going to cost. You know, it's kind of like payola with radio, right? I mean, it's definitely. You just knew exactly what you was going to get. It's definitely like payola with radio. This yeah. is, I mean, this is what I was saying. When the labels, when the labels got to Spotify and they surrounded them and basically was like, <laughs> hey, if you want to exist, we're going to have to. You got to break bread, yeah. yeah. Once they did that, I knew that streaming no longer was the Wild West that people thought it was. Right. Nah, not at all. It looked like a lawless place, but it was rules everywhere. Yeah. And and the gangsters got in, and all they did was say, look, we're losing this other thing. We're losing terrestrial radio, and 
the appeal of it. Right. And we got to take what we got and rebuild and, it. And it's too much content. So how do you weed through all the content that's on there? We cheat. What, we got to cheat. We got to cheat. You got to cheat. We can't. We, we don't take the risk. Because it would shift so quick. You know, yeah, that artist on, would shift real quick because everybody's really quick. So that one week would be good. The rest of the weeks would be bad because there's be somebody else that you're going to jump on that next week. And it, it keeps going. So how you continue to say, hey, everything we do is going to pop. Part of the label's you deals was was exclusive space. It was real estate. Yeah. And that was stuff. Playlist that. So, so yeah, so they, they got play. They had playlists that they owned. Then they had exclusive real estate that they knew would drive traffic to those artists. Yeah. So as a regular artist, yeah, you have the ability to be in this room, but the only people who can be seen are the ones who have a platform. Right. So you down here with with the rest of the right the common folks. Oh yeah, but you on the list, but Universal's ten feet high, <laughs> yeah. Warner's ten feet high. So we see everything they're doing, but we never see you. And that's the illusion of like, oh, everybody has a chance now. Yeah. And, uh, nah, yeah. kind of, but not really. No. Because all you did was you took the rec- you took the radio model that you had, and you moved it over to streaming. Yeah. That was it. And and you'll suffocate. It's easier to it's easier then more to suffocate. You know, because again, if I'm if I'm even as a kid, if you're looking at all these playlists, you just you know you have to be a monster to sit there and say I'm gonna get to number fifty. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. the prime real estate is the top ten of it. You know, and the kid move on to something else or some other pop list, and then once you start to you know how the algorithms work, once you saw those ten, every playlist that has those songs on it is gonna show up. And so then now you do it. So now you can get that machine working, and now you're sitting there cheating like BTS <laughs> and telling your fans how to do that. Yeah. How can a regular person who has a great record ever surface? Well, I think that now the – so now – Surface enough where the numbers make sense. Like, And, again, I believe – the one thing I do believe is that if you do have a good record – and I heard it, and it's a great record. I'm going to tell somebody else. Yeah. But the problem is with that now, it's not going to be instantly. So in other words, a year might take you a year to get to you know, some of those million norms because of word of mouth. But yeah. you'll get there. Yeah. And they'll be solid things. But you won't get that big chunk up front. You'll never see number one. You won't see the top ten ever. Well, the hard, the hard thing now, especially during COVID, is that you know, if you were an artist who had a good record and you had a following on social media and on Spotify that you had built for yourself just because you did the the groundwork. Right. You know, you weren't popping up on these playlists like that, but you right. you were attracting people because you were posting your records online. And the record were, was good. You were sharing them on social media. People liked the way you looked. They liked what you were doing. Mm-hmm. So now you got a little bit of a base. You could hop out there. You could tour it, and you could start to build and, and stack on top of what you got. Now you can't tour anywhere. So now you're really going to get suffocated. Yeah, so now the chances of you getting suffocated are a little bit higher. But on the other side, we got this other claim that's coming from AWOL, which is the recorded music division of Cobalt. Mm -hmm. And what they do is they provide label services to independent artists. So if you you listen and you're like, what's label services? So let's say you got a great record or you make really great music, but you're just like, man, I don't know how to get the word out on this. This is not my thing. You know, you don't know how to market it. I don't know how to market it, and I don't. I know there's paperwork that has to get signed because I got some people who worked on it with me, but I, that's not my thing. 
that's where AWOL comes in. They have uh, mar- they have marketing services. They have A&R services. So what they can do essentially is put like a label team around you without you ever having to be signed to a label. So you get kind of the best of both worlds. And then you cut them in on some of the money, obviously, and then it becomes, it, it can, if it works out, it can become a great partnership. There's, a, there's an incentive for both sides. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and whether it's AWOL or any other company that's providing a, a quality service, that can be a, a fruitful relationship. So uh, this article is saying that hundreds of artists are now earning 100 k per year from streaming via Cobalt's AWOL. And that kind of goes against the narrative that we were just talking about, which is that, man, you can get suffocated. But they're making a claim that people are figuring out a way to still generate decent revenue without having to go through those main channels. So the article goes on to say, when Spotify announced its quarter two results last month, it revealed a stat which caused a lot of chatter in the music business. 43,000 artists said the streaming company, are now sharing 90% of all plays on and therefore 90% of all money from its platform. This 43,000 figure was significantly up from the same number given by Spotify a year prior, which was 30,000. That's 13,000 more. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, The suggestion uh, is that we are witnessing an ever-growing segment of artists who are able to make a living through streaming. Cobalt and its recorded music arm AWOL have long predicted this trend. Cobalt founder and chairman Willard Odritz, I hope I'm pronouncing that the right way, has argued that thanks to streaming, an expanding middle tier of independent artists is now increasingly claiming a share of industry revenue that was once the exclusive preserve of a handful of major label megastars. Today, AWOL delivers a new stat that pours fuel on the fire of this narrative. According to the company, hundreds of its artists each generated over $100,000 in annual streaming revenue over the last year, which ended June 2020. This figure was up 40% year-on-year, says AWOL. COBOL hasn't confirmed exactly how many artists reached the earnings stress threshold within that 40% growth, but we can hazard a guess. If hundreds inevitably means over 200 but under 1,000, then a 40% increase means somewhere between 90 and 286 additional AWOL signed artists earned $100,000 plus in the period compared to the prior 12 months. Importantly, AWOL only works with independent artists who own their own copyrights, offering services such as marketing, radio promo, A&R, distribution, and more. Audrey suggests that going off a 10x multiple, those AWOL artists pulling in 100000 from streaming each year have now also built catalogs, i.e. assets, worth $1 million. So he's taking the 100000 he's putting, he's multiplying it times 10 and saying, what they're doing is worth a meal. Right. Uh, said Audrey's, hundreds of AWOL artists have made this $100,000 annual revenue earning very quickly with us, while dozens have rocketed right through to million-dollar annual streaming payouts. Lucrative streaming royalty payouts and catalog values no longer favor a select few artists as this pie is rapidly growing for artists, provided the artist has an AWOL-like deal in place. This is further validation the recorded music industry is in full transition. And this pattern of industry transformation, says Audris, is accelerating. 
Speaking to Music Business Worldwide for this article, Audris predicted that over 100,000 artists around the world would be earning more than $100,000 a year from music streaming per year by 2025. And it's not just about the cash flow, says Audris. These artists are now millionaires in terms of their assets. So in addition to streaming income, we're starting to see independent artists able to say, I'm going to sell some of my rights and buy a studio or some of my rights and buy a house. There's real value creation happening here. Always good for a memorable industry soundbite in the past, Audrey's has linked the odds of an act succeeding via a traditional major label deal as the Hunger Games, where 20 artists go in and one gets out alive. With a nod to a hip-hop classic, he dubs AWOL's latest stats are proof that today's independent artists can get rich and not die trying. Lonnie Olenek, CEO of AWOL echoes Audrey's optimism for the future growth of the middle tier of artists on streaming services. AWOL works with artists including Love, Phineas, Lil Sims, Steve Lacey, Girl in Red, Jerry Cinnamon, and Nick and Crave, Nick Crave and the Bad Seeds, in addition to thousands of others at varying level, levels of income. They say, our goal is to have the vast majority of AWOL's artists earn a living one way or another. That's really the focus on the platform, said Olenek, noting that even artists earning $25,000 or $50,000 per year from streaming revenues may be able to top these revenues up towards a six-figure salary via merchandise and live ticket sales in a non-pandemic year, obviously. Artists are looking for opportunity to stay independent. The opportunity to own their rights and the opportunity to create the art they want without without a ceiling on what's possible, added Olenek. The $100,000 figure is important, but the most important figure here is the multiple millions of dollars, is that multiple millions of dollars are flowing into the system, which is encouraging artists to take a different approach. What Olenek means by a different approach, of course, is that artists are rejecting record label company deals, that attempt to acquire long-term ownership over their future recording rights and instead signing with a company like AWOL. Olenek is certainly right about multiple millions. Not only did AWOL itself pull in over $111 million in revenue in its previous financial year, up 86% year over year. But 86%? Up 86% year over year. But at the top of 2020, Rain Group forecast that the record music of independent artists, including artists working with services, with service companies like AWOL, would generate more than $2 billion over the course of this year. Added Olenek, the structure we have built allows for an artist to add gasoline to their fire. The data shows us it's clearly paying off for many AWOL artists, with many going from tens of thousands in streaming revenue to hundreds of thousands or millions in just one year with us. Artists are demonstrating they can both stay independent and build a global successful career with our support in marketing, creative, sync, fun, funding, audience development, radio promotion, and more. This is only the beginning of our unique model as it's causing a ripple-like effect across the industry as artists, managers, and lawyers see our roster success. Artists no longer have to make trade-offs for their future financial security to reach their full potential. That's the end of that article. What do you think? Was all those uh, um, American artists? I don't know. I got to go look and see. But I'm guessing these must be some of the most notable artists because they're the ones that they name, right? Like, yeah. 
You don't well, grab from the middle of the roster. Yeah, well, I was wondering if they're international, you know. Oh, well, well, Lil Sims is from the UK. Okay. Yeah. Because it, it starts to seem more like that. Yeah. Then here, working it that way, more international artists, it sounds like they could do that. But Khan does it, too, so. Yeah. You know, he makes nice little pennies just through the cycles he's going through, so I don't know if. I don't know. I'm curious about the artist, you know, what style of artist. Yeah, I mean, we should talk to Dan. So Dan Stewart joins all old attorneys over there now. Okay, yeah. So we we need to give him a shout and see what's going on because, I mean, really that is the best of both worlds. Yeah, You know, If you got the fire kind of burning and you just like, hey, I need some infrastructure around me and some people to do the stuff that I don't want to do or have time to do or even want to learn how to do, then boom. And it's so, so they're just distributing, period. So they're not taking the masters and nothing, doing anything. No ownership. And that's good because, you know, that, that's the first thing everybody else says when they're putting up money. Yeah. We want the catalog. and. But now. Well, I guess they could probably get, be asking get, for it too, though. Yeah, cause I'm because I'm saying. Because they're just distributing. Yeah, because I'm wondering what do they get. What does the artist have to put up to get all these benefits? Yeah, all yeah. these benefits, the services from the services lip. from. I mean, so if you a, know, because if you're not, if you're making a hundred walking in, then yeah. you was making a hundred before you got there, so you can't claim my hundred. You know, like I would like to see that. Like profits went up, but was that from the you added more people to the roster, or was those people profits going up? What do you mean? Like the percentage of profits that oh, they were Oh, you're saying claiming. like, so like, like yeah, if I, did if you I, just bring in a bunch of people who were already making 100000 exactly. pretty much? Well, yeah, I mean, just uh, either way. You know way. what I'm saying? But I was saying, I w- I'm curious to know if a 25 came turned in, into 100. turned into 100 because yeah. I was at Waywall, not because I was at anywhere else. I mean, it sounds kind of like they're saying that people are making a jump with them. They're going from 100, some going to a million. So I'm like, okay, you right. know. Let's find out. And like you said, what's always good to figure out is the terms of if I'm walking in making $100,000, how much of this $100,000 are you going to ask for to surround me with these label people? Because right. I, I know it's going to be a chunk oh, of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So the only way that it makes sense for me is obviously, and it must be making sense for a lot of people, is that, okay, I added you, but now I'm making 150 you know, or I'm making 175 So paying you whatever your cut is is fine. Right, because I made up for that. Plus, that's some. what I was getting at. You yeah, know? and uh, it, because the other way of doing it is just they real active of getting people to distribute. Yeah, and you know, and if that's that's another way of how you can increase your revenue is you keep continue grabbing people and using that phrase that hey they make more money here or we got these many people making or our profits went up from here to here, and I say eighty percent. I mean, yeah, and because you, if you think about it, it's like, okay. What did you do different? If I bring in a bunch of people who are making a million dollars and my cut is 10%, you know, every 10 people I bring in, I get I make a million dollars, right? So if I bring in 100 people, right, right? Right. But see, like, they, they crushed it so much, though. $111 million, that's a lot of money. Yeah, again, are you, are you, is it? Their roster has to be crazy. 
Like, it's it, got to be. It would have to be, or there's a lot of people. It's got to be a lot of people. Yeah, like, a, lot, a lot of people. people. Or those people really blew up that they're talking about, which, you know, is possible. Might be a mix of both, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, this is definitely something to keep an eye on, and we're going to reach out to AWOL and see what they're talking about. Hopefully, they got a bit better conversation than some of the other ones that we heard recently. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even know how they survive it. I know how they robbing people. Oh, yeah, they're robbing. They're they robbing. Peter to pay Paul. Yeah. <laughs> nah, they robbing Peter and murdering Paul, just keeping the money. <laughs> Paul's laying on the side. Paul laid out on the ground. <laughs> Fuck Paul. <laughs> He's bleeding out. <laughs> See you, Paul. Thank you. Come on, man. Some of these deals, y'all don't want to know what's going on in these streets. You better be careful. Just because you heard somebody's name popping out here, they're going to slide you some paperwork, boy. It's like... Yeah. Well, that's why I was wondering about the Music AWOL. slavery. I was like, woo, what are you doing with AWOL? Like, 111, 80% I, growth year over year? That's crazy. My thought keeps... You know, I don't know. We're going to find out. Yeah, because I was saying, my thought's thinking those those little European artists slipping over because they, 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 they just get paid differently and they're... Their ability for them to be independent is a little more wider than American artists for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where, you know, we're going to go do the research for you. That's why you listen to this show is that we're going to go find out what the real nitty-gritty is. We have an artist that will, who would fit this perfectly because he's over the six-figure mark. He's the kind of guy that they want to see walking in the building because they can wrap their system around them and hopefully take him into the stratosphere. So we're going to find out. Mad Manager Show audience Make sure y'all tune in. Uh, this is, you know, we just had a general conversation about some stuff going on in the music business, current events today. So make sure that you don't miss out. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Make sure that you give us a five-star rating. Make sure that you are leaving reviews for the podcast. That helps us pop up in the feed, helps us grow. That helps us bring on better guests to help educate you guys and give you guys game that you won't find anywhere else for free like this. There is no other show in the music business on this planet that you are sitting on right now that's spinning that can do what we do, and they're definitely not doing it at the cost that we are, which is $0.00. So that is the end pretty much of episode 11 of the Mad Manager Show. Denny, Dan, you got anything else before we get out of here? Nope. All right, man, so we wrapping up. That's it for episode 11 of the Mad Manager Show. This is a place where we love music. We love the business of music, but we hate the music business. We out. Out.